from the Mercy One Studio. John Leonetti in the Morning is underwritten by Golden Rule Heating and Cooling, Bell Construction, Five Sons Naturescapes, and Blessman International. Welcome in, everyone. John Lee Nettie in the morning here on Iowa Catholic Radio, 1150 AM, 88.5 FM, and 94.5 FM. Streaming online at iowacatholicradio.com and everywhere you are on the free Iowa Catholic Radio app. Thank you so much for joining me today. We've got a jam-packed show. Adam Story, Director of Marriage and Family Life for the Diocese of Des Moines, coming up. First two guests here in the wake of the death of George Floyd. We are going to talk about how we can talk to our families, at least with Adam, uh, first guest, for a more just society. Uh, Adam Story will have that and some tips uh, to be able to do just that, especially with the young ones. At 7.15, Randy Keel is going to be on, founder of Cardia Counseling. Uh, the topic today is for those who have eyes to see. We're going to really talk about um, you know the current crisis that's happening in our society right now in regards to justice and peace. Uh, so we'll have Randy Keel coming up here at 7.15. Jean Wells hosts a straight talk in the second half hour. Going to preview her 10 o'clock show. Justin White at 7.45, Director of Youth and Young Adult Ministry for the Diocese of Des Moines. Going to talk about getting back to the basics of discipleship uh, here. And uh, really, Pentecost calls us to that. So as we just celebrated Pentecost on Sunday, uh, we're, we're still inspired and asking the Holy Spirit to rain down on us to be able to go out just like them, unafraid and to bring people to Jesus Christ. Uh, Jimmy Olson in for Mark Amadeo with your news in sports this morning. Weather straight from the desk of Channel 13 meteorologist Megan Selwa and your Saint of the Day. All coming up here on this jam-packed Tuesday, as I said, Deacon Tony Valdez. Let's offer our day to Almighty God. God, our Father, we offer you our day. We offer you all our thoughts, words, joys, and sufferings in union with the heart of Jesus. Holy Spirit, be our guide and strength today so that we may witness to your love. Mary, Mother of Jesus and the Church, pray for us. Amen. Jimmy Olson, in for Mark Amadeo. News and sports with Mark Amadeo. Jimmy. What is happening, John? You are. Today. <laughs> You're on. For, for a couple minutes, anyway. <laughs> How you doing? I'm doing all right. How about you? Doing fine. You enjoying the gym? I haven't seen you. No, I've been there. Yeah. Uh, I wasn't there yesterday. I boxed in my basement yesterday. Uh, Jimmy has a cycle of rotation that he does. I do. I have a cycle. Goes to that's what they say. The treadmill, the the uh, bicycle, the elliptical, and then that other kind of elliptical weird stepper thing. It, it's called an arc trainer. I think is what they call it. Yeah, it's like the old gazelle. Remember the gazelles yes. on TV with the was it Tony? Oh, Tony Small or Tony Little? I don't remember that remember? one. And he's I just like, remember you know, standing Chuck there with Norris. his big ponytail and he's like sliding on. Yeah, and, yeah. <laughs> Chuck Norris though, remember he he did the the Nordic that, track and that kind of yeah that full bit. body thing is what yeah. Chuck Norris did. Yeah, he was there laying on his back going up. Yeah. Why do neither of us look like Chuck Norris if we do that thing? Because we're not Chuck Norris. <laughs> we're not Carlos. <laughs> we are not Chuck Norris. That's we right. are not. All right, from the Channel 13 weather desk and meteorologist Megan Selwa at currently. The Iowa Catholic Radio Mercy One Studio. It is 70. It's going to be mostly sunny today, a high in 92 tonight. Looks like we've got showers and thunderstorms coming into the area during the overnight with increasing clouds and a low of 70. Tomorrow, those showers and thunderstorms are going to continue early on, otherwise becoming a mostly cloudy, then becoming sunny, a high of 87. And we look ahead to Thursday, another chance of showers and thunderstorms, mainly in the afternoon, a high of 89, and then even more on Friday with a high of 85. 
Remember today, primary voting is open. Polls open at 7 o'clock this morning until 9 o'clock tonight. If you need information about where to vote, you can contact the Polk County Election Office at 515-286-3247 or go online to the Iowa Secretary of State website at sos.iowa.gov. Officials do ask that you are patient when headed to the polls today. Here's a reminder, if you're heading downtown, parking meter enforcement, that has been reinstated as of yesterday. They did suspend ticketing on March 21st due to the coronavirus, but again, the parking enforcement now reinstated as of yesterday. Also, mandatory curfew is in place for Polk County until further notice from 9 p.m. to 5 a.m. daily. Last night, another rally for the fourth night in a row. This one was at the state capitol. Police dispersed the crowd around midnight. Also, as of yesterday, according to Governor Reynolds' reopening plan last week, speedways, racetracks, outdoor performance venues, casinos, gaming facilities, amusement parks, bowling alleys, arcades, skating rinks, skate parks, and outdoor playgrounds are able to open under restrictions, and that is set to expire on June 17th. Today's sports report brought to you by Big Red Q Quick Print. Yesterday, practice for summer sports got underway across the state of Iowa with competitions set to begin a week from Monday. From the Channel 13 weather desk and meteorologist Megan Sawa, it's going to be a mostly sunny and a high of 92 today. Currently at the Iowa Catholic Radio Mercy One Studio, it is 70. This has been news, weather, and sports on Iowa Catholic Radio. For Mark Amadeo, I'm Jimmy Olson. Iowa Catholic Radio News and Sports. Our year-round coverage of Dowling Catholic High School sports and activities is sponsored in part by Construction Professionals, Dental Associates, Kemen, and Mercy Medical Center. Thank you for supporting Iowa Catholic Radio. 1150 AM, 88.5 FM, 94.5 FM, and streaming at iowacatholicradio.com. Traffic on Iowa Catholic Radio. It's a business as usual morning. No problems to pass along. Again, if you're heading uh, to downtown from the West Mixer or East Mixer, it's around about seven minutes in either direction. This uh, the report brought to you by Builder Kent Construction. Uh, thanks you to Builder Ken for their support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Builder Ken has a transparent team strengthened by a group of dedicated employees who will execute your project professionally and efficiently online at bdconstruct.com. That's traffic on Iowa Catholic Radio. Thank you, Jimmy. Let's go to Adam Story, Director of Marriage and Family Life for the Diocese of Des Moines. Good morning, sir. Hey, good morning, John. In uh, the uh, death of the wake of George Floyd, um, there is a lot going on here. And as you know, um, there have been uh, peaceful protests, many peaceful protests all around the country. Uh, there has been certainly some that have gotten violent, uh, riots and looters. Um, there's a lot to talk about. The bishops have come out strongly uh, opposing, of course, racism and, and uh, pointing people to read uh, certain documents that they have written on this. Many different priests are speaking out on it as well. Um, th- there's just so many different moving parts here, um, and it can be easy for us to kind of take our, our eyes off of the first injustice, which was the death of George Floyd uh, in all of this, Adam. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this is a, a, a profoundly painful time, I think. And, um, you know, whenever you see uh, what happened to George Floyd or whenever you see just, I think, um, this brutality of us uh, trying to impose our will on each other through violence in, in all sorts of different ways. And, um, you know, I think that this is a a time where we're called as Catholics to seek peace, to seek justice. Um, and, you know, it's not something that, 
I mean, I think what we do in this moment is important, but I think what we do a month from now or three months from now or six months from now is is more important because, uh, you know, it's easy to get stirred up and then just to go back to business as usual. Yeah. Um, so I hope that uh, I hope that it really calls us to conversion, to peace, and to justice. Have you talked to your kids about uh, what's, what's going on in the world today? Yeah, we have. So our kids are eight, uh, six, four, and then um, about eight months. I haven't. I have to admit that. Now, what did um, she have to say? Yeah, so not as much <laughs> there. But um, you know, with all the kids, I think it's important to you know when we haven't we haven't gone into details about uh, what happened to sure. George Floyd or anything like that, or we haven't gone into details about. Uh, uh, some of the violence and some of the rioting, but um, you know, we've talked to them about about peace, about justice. We've talked to them about uh, we have, you know, are we people who are going to stand up for people who are disadvantaged? Are we going to stand up for people uh, who are vulnerable, people who can't impose their will on others? Um, I think, and I think that that's the important thing is, you know, in age-appropriate ways to have those conversations uh, and to also use it, I mean, it, I think it's really important uh, how do all these things apply to ourselves? How does it relate to our own life? Um, you know, I'm a big fan of uh, uh, a line from Alexander Solzhenitsyn who said, the line between good and evil lies in every human heart. And to know that, you know, we're... Uh, these same tendencies towards violence or to imposing our will lie within us. And are we aware of that? And do we, uh, do we respond to that? Are we attentive to that? And do we have conversion? I think that that's really important. Yeah. Um, th- this is something that isn't easy, all of this. Uh, again, as I said before, these moving parts to talk about in our families, we've done really the same. But when we talk about justice, what, what does the Catholic Church mean when she says we want a more justice society, just society? Yeah, well, well, justice is, I mean, at the heart of it, it's giving someone what is due. Uh, and so when we talk about justice in situations like this, uh, what are each of us do? We're due the the respect, the honor, uh, uh, and being um, uh, treated as the children of God that we are, because that's what do that's what we're due. We're due uh, as sons and daughters of the God of the universe uh, to have our human dignity protected, honored, respected, and uh, uh, so this is what justice is. It's not. It's not. Um, you know, an eye for an eye sort of policy or something like that, but it's honoring each of us uh, as the sons and daughters of God that we are. Yeah, uh, and this is something hopefully that we can uh, put enact, as you said, not just now and, and work towards, but also a month from now, three months from now, a year from now, um, and in all areas of life, and uh, and most especially right here, what we're facing um, right now, Adam Story, Director of Marriage and Family Life for the Diocese of Des Moines. Anything coming up in your office as things start to kind of slowly move open? Well, you know, right now we're still, we have the third option online. We have marriage preparation online, and we're looking forward to uh, the time that we can begin to regather uh, and have those in person. It's probably 
not going to be in uh, June, but, you know, we hope in July we'll start to be able to have in-person events uh, uh, if, you know, trends continue to go the right way with the coronavirus. Yeah, I'm going to read Bishop Johnson's letter a little bit later today, friends, on the show, and uh, the letter that came out yesterday uh, talking about some places that are reopening and uh, different um, uh, thoughts on that that he has. So we will uh, we'll have that for you coming up, I think, in the second half hour. All right, Adam Story, talk to you soon, man. Thanks for coming on. Hey, thanks, John. Have all a great day. All right. Deacon Randy Keel going to further this conversation uh, with him when we return. He is a founder of Cardia Counseling, uh, licensed mental health counselor with the private practice of psychotherapy and counseling in central Iowa. So Deacon Randy Keel coming up right after this. I do want to say, friends, um, I have a friend in uh, law enforcement. I have a couple friends in law enforcement, and um, they are really right now uh, doing everything they can to be able to create peace. And just a big shout out to them. Uh, all around the country. I know some uh, in the national news right now have been hurt and put in harm's way, uh, and there's just absolutely no excuse for it at all. So uh, we at Iowa Catholic Radio support you and those especially that are working for peace, all of our officers um, and those that are uh, doing what they can to be able to keep our country safe right now. There's there's no doubt about that. So uh, big kudos to all of you. All right, John Lee in the morning when we come back. Big thank you to Blessman International for underwriting the show. They support us here at Iowa Catholic Radio and have for now quite some time. They operate and manage vegetable farming, chicken farming, fish farming initiatives, providing sustainable sources of food for their friends in Limpopo, South Africa. Again, 2001, continuing today, blessmaninternational.org. Thank you for underwriting this show. That is blessmaninternational.org. Support for programming of Catholic Women Now partially provided by Farm Bureau agent Cindy Schulte. Cindy Schulte on the web at cindyschulte.com, 515-226-2111. Cindy and her team know health insurance. Thank you, Blessment International, for their support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Everyone lives their life 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 365 days a year. How we use that time directly affects if our life will leave a significant impact or not. Each year, Blessment International leads Central Iowans on a 12-day, all-inclusive experience sharing the heart of Christ with children in South Africa. Teams are forming to do something significant in an African child's life. Learn more at blessmaninternational.org. That's blessmaninternational.org. Is it time for a new roof? Then it could be time for you to get to know Bell Construction. Bell Construction is a roofing company entering its 30th year of business. They specialize in residential re-roofs, like commercial jobs, and have the experience to meet all of your roofing needs with personal service. With Bell Construction, the owner will come to your home or place of business in person to inspect and ensure the quality of work that you deserve. They pride themselves in working with you on a personal basis and making sure you are satisfied. Bell Construction, 515-963-4494. Hi, this is Father John Ricardo and I want to thank Caldwell Parish Funeral Home and Crematory for underwriting Christ is the Answer. Losing a loved one, as we know, is never easy, and it can leave you feeling lost and even hopeless at times. But Caldwell Parish helps ease that burden by sincerely caring both about your loss and about your faith. Caldwell Parish Funeral Home and Crematory is Des Moines' only Catholic-owned and operated funeral home. Their number is 515-276-0551 or online at caldwellparish.com. The Catholic Tuition Organization provides tuition assistance for families to send their kids to our Catholic schools. And 65% Iowa tax credits for you. Give to ctoiowa.org. Hi, everybody. Dr. Ray here from The Doctor Is In. 
Did I explain to you my Amway theory? Very simple. You give to this station, you support Catholic Radio, and you get a percentage credit of all the lives that are changed. This is true. I've been at this business a long time. I'll tell you, if you only knew the amount of people whose lives have been changed by Catholic Radio. So you support this station. It would be hard to find something where your support goes as far as it does. You can give securely online at iowacatholicradio.com, the Iowa Catholic Radio app, or call 515-223-1150. Thanks for joining me, friends. John Lee Nettie in the morning right here on Iowa Catholic Radio. Appreciate you being a part of the show today. Let's go to uh, our next guest of the day, founder of Cardia Counseling, Deacon Randy Keel, back on the show. Hello, Deacon. Good morning, John. Great to be here with you. Well, thanks for coming on. For those who have eyes to see is the topic of your monthly segment this morning. Oh, John, what a, what a humbling verse from Scripture that always has a deep impact on me as I as I, as I sit with people in my clientele, of, I pray, you know, Lord, bring those to me whom your Holy Spirit desires to heal, to assist, and to walk with. I pray that I see the person in front of me and not see my, and feel my own reaction. For those who have eyes to see, I always pray that I have the eyes of the Lord to see the person in front of me and not my reaction to anything else. And that, that's part of and that's developed. I, that's not a framework I've always lived in. That's, that's developed. And I'll say, thankfully, as a Catholic man, um, I think the Church has really assisted in me developing a further perspective like that. Because for those who have eyes to see, those are the eyes of our Church. Our Church looks at us, and see, we, John, we belong, I'm going to say this, we belong to an anti-racist institution, the Catholic Church. It's a place where every voice can be expressed, every voice can be heard, every identity, every narrative, and every bit of history can be honored and valued. That is the mirror we look into when we look into the view of our Church, and that is what the Church sees when it looks at us. A humbling request and prayerful disposition that we can put upon ourselves to say, Lord, help me to see what there is inside of me, of the generations of what's passed down from the lineage into my psyche and into my soul. How am I part of problems of society? How am I part of problems of a system? When we think about even racism, racism isn't about a few bad apples destroy a whole bunch. Racism is about a systemic problem. And we have so much around us, and we think of, for those who have eyes to see, and we use psychological terms and biblical terms of blindness, of being short-sighted, of being poor-sighted, and yet Christ asks us to be fully sighted. Have the eyes of Christ to see what he sees, to see whom he sees, and the ears to hear what he hears. This is a message for all of us to be challenged with, exhorted with, and also to look in with an examination or a sense of how possibly, if I want to be part of a solution that betters the gospel of Christ, no better message to come to aid the ministry of the hurting these days than the gospel of Christ. And let me look inside and see how have I also been participating, or partly, the problem of how racism still exists. Coming from a history myself, John, of having lived through with my family, 
many of the elements of the Rodney King riots of 1992 in Los Angeles, a very, very desecrating, horrible time. It's obvious that, and I mean, I saw fire trucks flipped over, police flipped over. I had swords pulled on me. Swords, John. Swords hmm. pulled on myself in a convenience store. My wife was shot at in a convenience store, and the windows were blasted out. Horrible, horrible times of fires and knife threatening, even in our front yard. Thus, later, a move to Iowa. But, <laughs> but we have not yet learned how to manage this issue, how to root out this issue. And this is a charge of responsibility of us with the gospel of Christ and belonging to the Institute of the Catholic Church to be able to bring our church to the society, further in evangelism, as an institute, as I said, a place where every voice can be heard, expressed, every identity and every narrative, and all history can be honored and valued. For those who have eyes to see... Let us look in the mirror, and let's be able to see the reflection of the Church of Jesus Christ rather than some of the things that we get hung up on when we look at ourselves or when we look at others. I like what you said there at the beginning. Right at the beginning, Deacon, you said that the Catholic Church is an anti-racist institution, that the Catholic Church always puts itself, always puts itself on the battle for human life. And again, we say kind of from, from womb to tomb here. And, you know, it, with in that respect, it can be easy for us just to kind of, you know, blanket the whole thing. It's like, yes, you know, womb to tomb. But we also, the Catholic Church, inserts itself on very specific matters. Of course, we hear a lot about protecting the unborn. Uh, we hear a lot about protecting those um, that are uh, elderly and, and sick um, from euthanasia. And right here, and if, we have another issue uh, yes, confronting society today, which is uh, racism. And many people, you know, uh, that, that, that are battling this and that are, are going through this on a regular basis. And the Catholic Church, once again, is standing up. And you see this in the bishops uh, and, and what they have said and what they continue to do and try to implement in different churches and their dioceses and say enough's enough. And so when we, when we think about being... Let's say if a person says, I am pro-life because I stand in place of the Church, in honor of the Church being pro-life, I am pro-life also. Racism is not pro-life. That's, that's a very important factor for us to see. And it's not if I am racist, it's where is racism in society as a system that we can begin to root out. That, that is a prayerful charge for us to be able to begin to further, further open our eyes not just sustain the view that we've currently had. Let us be humble enough to be able to see, I may be wrong, and someone else might be right. Let's not be proud to say, I want to tell you where I'm right. Let's be aware enough to say, I see where I've been wrong. Not proud enough to say, I see where I am right. Humility takes us to, say, takes us to the ability to say, in my humanity, I am limited, but in deity, God is extensive. Pride would keep us being able to say, I can't be wrong, you have to be wrong. Yeah. In such a polarizing and really divided world that we live in today, um, how do we not see such issues of justice through the lens of left or right? It's a heavy question for 720 in the morning, by the way. (laughs) It's a a heavy question. It's a heavy topic, and I, but, but it would be unjust. I I had a, it would be unjust of me as a deacon 
a spiritual leader, a, a man of faith, to stay silent. That that would be that would be protecting. See that that blindness that blindness would prefer to turn your head and say the problem doesn't exist for me. The problem is elsewhere. The problem is down the street. The problem is another section of a town. The, the problem is those people. No, if we have to come together in 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 the community of Christ to bring Christ to all communities. He's one for all, and that's that's where we're possibly too um, too short-sighted at times. And let's just be open to explore that within inside of ourselves so that we don't develop poor sight, which would be judgment. We don't develop short-sightedness, which would be narrow-mindedness. But let's look with the insight of what the gospel and the Holy Spirit illuminates back inside of us. Let's listen to the voice of dissent to find the voice of reason. Christ came and sounded like the voice of dissent, but he in our Latin word, we have confrontare, standing face-to-face, confrontation, stands face-to-face, for the purpose of insight and illumination, not violence. Insight and illumination. I love Matthew 25 and 26, when Jesus stood face-to-face with the Pharisees and said, You, brood of vipers! He knew right where they came from. They came from the depths of the darkness, the depths of hell. You brood of vipers! You are the serpents. I see exactly who you are. He stood face confrontar. He stood right face to face them and said, "You do not have eyes to see. If only you could see what I see." So he spoke the words to them. That's a charge for us to receive today. Is there one or two things you suggest, maybe that we can do? We know what not to do. We see it all over the news: uh, that the, the rioting, the looting, the violence. That does no one any good in any city at any time. Uh, so we know what not to do. But what what can we do? Is there one or two takeaways here? Number one, trauma isn't genetic, but it is hereditary in lineage. Let's accept that trauma has come to a race of people for multi-generations. Therefore, they are angry. Many of them are angry. They are not violent. Their core, the core is anger because it's been offended. My disposition that I ask for others, number one takeaway is, how can I help not participate in the offense? Not participate in the offense. So in asking ourselves, in regards to people of color, I say that as a white man recognizing I have no color. That's that's all part of the systemic difficulty. A A paradigm shift of change in the mind is recognizing that peace itself isn't violence. Peace itself isn't to be afraid of. When we have a march for peace or a demonstration for peace or a protest for peace, peace, it isn't it isn't to be afraid of. There are instigators. There are volatile people. That's a whole other topic. That isn't what it's about. Let's make sure that we don't combine one with the other. That's a very important takeaway. Two takeaways. Number one is self-reflection. Number two is how can I be involved in the gospel of Christ permeating the issue, and number three is not to combine the evil with the good. Okay. Deacon Randy Keel, uh, founder of Cardia Counseling. Deacon Randy, thank you for coming on this morning, your spiritual leadership. Thank you very much. Always appreciate it, man.
Thank you, John. Have a great day. All right. And he'll be back on Thursday morning for our first and or second reading as we do a little Lexio Divina, sacred reading with him every Thursday morning. And I uh, love having him on for his monthly spot. Jean Wells, uh, sec- second half hour coming up, going to uh, preview her at 10 o'clock show, Straight Talk. And Justin White, Director of Youth and Young Adult Ministry for the Diocese of Des Moines. In the wake of Pentecost, how we can get back to the basics, just like the disciples did when they were set fire to go out and proclaim, teach, defend, and evangelize the Catholic faith. Justin White coming up second half hour for his monthly spot this morning. It is Tuesday. It is June 2nd. It is hot out there today, and it's going to be. I think I saw one newscast that said almost miserable. So uh, air conditioning might be might be the day to flip that thing on. Don't go anywhere. John Lenetti in the morning right here on Iowa Catholic Radio. Thanks to Five Sons Naturescapes Landscape and Design for underwriting the show. Five Sons Naturescapes, uh, a Catholic veteran-owned family with a wide range of high-quality hardscape services, including paver patios, sidewalks, retaining walls, premium boulder walls, window wells, and more. Passionate about their work and the service that they provide honesty and integrity. 493-1060, fivesonsnaturescapes.com. That's fivesonsnaturescapes.com. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Some Pharisees and Herodians were sent to Jesus to ensnare him in his speech. They came and said to him, Teacher, we know that you are a truthful man, and that you are not concerned with anyone's opinion. You do not regard a person's status, but teach the way of God in accordance with the truth. Is it lawful to pay the census tax to Caesar or not? Should we pay or should we not pay? Knowing their hypocrisy, he said to them, Why are you testing me? Bring me a denarius to look at. They brought one to him, and he said to them, Whose image and inscription is this? They replied to him, Caesar's. So Jesus said to them, Repay to Caesar what belongs to Caesar, and to God what belongs to God. They were utterly amazed at him. The Gospel of the Lord As usual, Jesus confounds the Pharisees and Herodians by providing an explanation that they're not expecting. The challenge they put forward is a serious one for those of us who are caught up in both the temporal and spiritual realms. We respect and obey temporal authority insofar as it doesn't contend with God's authority, remembering that He still reigns over all things, so we owe Him the due adherence and worship. At Golden Rule Plumbing, Heating, and Cooling, we try to give you all options and information that would affect the comfort of your home. Do you have an AC that is over 10 years old? Did you have trouble with your AC last year? Chances are high that your system is using an old style of refrigerant that's no longer made. So to go along with our regular $99 Gold Club membership, we're offering you a free leak search. So don't get caught hot and let Golden Rule make sure you are ready for summer. Go to GoldenRulePHC.com. Golden Support for Iowa Catholic Radio and Christ is the Answer with Father John Ricardo is provided by Confluence Brewing Company, brewed locally and featuring regular, seasonal, and limited-release beers available at local stores, bars, and restaurants. Confluence Brewing Company at 1235 Thomas Beck Road, off the bike trail south of Grays Lake, and online at confluencebrewing.com. Confluence Brewing Company offers curbside service and would like to thank you for your support. Thank you, Confluence Brewing Company, for your support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Train is 
Thanks for joining me, friends. John Lee and Eddie the Morning right here on Iowa Catholic Radio. Appreciate you being a part of the show today. Jean Wells, host of Straight, talking to preview her 10 o'clock show coming up here soon. Justin White, Director of Youth and Young Adult Ministry for the Diocese of Des Moines in the wake of uh, Pentecost as we celebrate on sun- as we celebrated on Sunday. We're going to talk about getting back to the basics of Christianity, what Christ asks of us, uh, the basics of discipleship. I think uh, all too easy, we can kind of float by these basics that uh, Justin's going to talk about today, and we'll, uh, we'll have that for you. It'll be a good segment. All right, uh, Jimmy Olsen in for Mark Amadeo today. Uh, we'll have your Saint of the Day coming up in the second half hour as well. It's June 2nd. Here we are. Deacon Tony Valdez, let's offer our day to Almighty God. God, our Father, we offer you our day. We offer you all our thoughts words, joys, and sufferings in union with the heart of Jesus. Holy Spirit, be our guide and strength today so that we may witness to your love. Mary, Mother of Jesus and the Church, pray for us. Amen. Amen. Let's go to uh, Jimmy Aiken. Or Jimmy Aiken. <laughs> Jimmy Aiken of Catholic Answers Live is going to be coming on here. Jimmy with your news and sports. News and sports with Mark Amadeo. Jimmy Aiken, I, I've always wanted to sit down next to you, Jimmy, and ask you all sorts of questions about the Catholic faith. Well, you know, what's funny is it's not that I'm far off of Jimmy right, Aiken right now right. with the beard Actually, and true. the long hair. Yeah. It just needs to be red. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think I'm losing it in all the same places as him. He, so. is, uh, he has got that hair and that beard going on, doesn't I he? I just need the cowboy hat. Yeah, that's true. That's yeah. right. One of those, I I do. Oh, you know, okay. my days of country radio. I got, All right, you know, yeah. Well, there you go. I like it. Jimmy Aiken with your news and sports <laughs> from the Channel Thirteen Weather Desk and Meteorologist Megan Selwile. Currently at the Iowa Catholic Radio Mercy One Studio, we are sitting at seventy. It's going to be mostly sunny, ninety-two for a high today. Then tonight we've got showers and thunderstorms moving into the area during the overnight with a low around seventy. Those are going to continue in the morning and then become uh, sunny throughout the day and a high of 87. Then for Thursday, more showers and thunderstorms going to be in the area, mainly in the afternoon, and that's with a high of 89. And then showers and thunderstorms early Friday morning, mostly sunny otherwise, and a high of 85. Polls open at 7 o'clock this morning for the primary election. They're open until 9 o'clock tonight. Now, if you need information about where to vote, you can contact the Polk County Election Office at 515-286-3247 or just go to the Iowa Secretary of State website at SOS. Dot Iowa dot gov. Now, officials do ask that you are patient when heading to the polls today. Uh, parking meter enforcement reinstated as of yesterday downtown. They did suspend ticketing on March 21st due to the uh, COVID uh, virus, uh, but they have reinforced again the parking meter enforcement as of yesterday downtown. Uh, other news, Adel Sweetcorn Festival, if you hadn't heard, has canceled for uh, 2020. So if you uh, normally go and use that sweet corn in August, not going to happen this year. Mandicore curfew is in place in Polk County until further notice from 9 p.m. to 5 a.m. Due to the looting and the protesting that's been happening over the last few days, there was another gathering last night at the state capitol. Police dispersed the crowd around midnight. Also, as of yesterday, according to Governor Reynolds, her, with her reopening plan last week, speedways, racetracks, Outdoor performance venues, casinos, gaming facilities, amusement parks, bowling alleys, arcades, skating rinks, skate parks, and outdoor playgrounds are able to open 
under restrictions. Today's sports report brought to you by Big Greg Q. Quick print. Yesterday, practice for summer sports started across the state of Iowa for high school sports competitions are slated to begin a week from Monday. From the Channel 13 Weather Desk, your meteorologist Megan Selwa. Mostly sunny, 92 for today. It's going to be hot. It is going to be humid. And we are sitting at 70 currently at the Iowa Catholic Radio Mercy One Studio. This has been your news, weather, and sports on Iowa Catholic Radio. For Mark Armadale, I'm Jimmy Olson. Iowa Catholic Radio News and Sports, our year-round coverage of Dowling Catholic High School sports and activities is sponsored in part by Ashworth Vision Clinic and the Catholic Tuition Organization. Thank you for supporting Iowa Catholic Radio, 1150 AM, 88.5 FM, 94.5 FM, and streaming at iowacatholicradio.com. Traffic on Iowa Catholic Radio. Still accident-free, no problems to pass along. Just be aware of the construction as you're out and about today with road closures and lane reduction. So follow posted signs and just to be safe while you're out there. Thanks to Builder Ken Construction for their support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Builder Ken has a transparent team strengthened by a group of dedicated employees who will execute your project professionally and efficiently online at bdconstruct.com. That's traffic on Iowa Catholic Radio. Thank you, Jimmy. Uh, there's good news coming out of the Diocese of Des Moines. Bishop William Johnson has sent out a letter on behalf of uh, well, on behalf of himself, uh, for the Diocese of Des Moines. I was going to say the diocese sent it out uh, with Bishop Johnson. And uh, this letter says, Pottawatomie County parishes are now permitted to enter phase one with adherence to relevant guidelines for celebration of daily mass and other sacraments on Tuesday, June 9th. Um, Bishop says, as always, the decision to proceed with liturgical celebrations, presuming that the faithful socially distance from one another, wear masks, and that parishes can observe cleaning guidelines, rests with the local pastors. He says, if all goes well, we anticipate they will move into phase two celebration of weekend masses June 20th to the 21st, which he says he will confirm as the date draws near. Dallas, Polk, and Warren County parishes are now permitted to enter phase one as early as Thursday, June 11th. Uh, Pastors may elect to wait until a later date, Bishop says, such as Tuesday, June 16th or beyond, to begin Phase 1 operations. Given the larger number of parishes, the greater population density, and the prospect of a resurgence as businesses and other venues open, people congregate with less caution, Bishop says, I ask you await the green light for entry into Phase 2, but barring uh, barring anything, Dallas, Polk, and Warren counties can expect to resume Phase 2 Weekend liturgies on June 27th to the 28th. So if all goes well, looks like Dallas, Polk, and Warren counties uh, parishes will be able to enter phase two, uh, which is weekend liturgies, June 27th to the 28th. Um, Shelby, Audubon, Guthrie County parishes, having already entered phase one, can proceed to phase two, celebration of Sunday masses, June 13th and 14th. So... Good stuff. That's good news. Again, just kind of uh, making our way forward here, one step in front of the other. Let's go to Gene Wells, host of Straight Talk. Hi, Gene. Hey, John. You surprised me. I thought I'd get to learn about the Saint of the Day next. Nah, no, I'm, I'm going to go to you first and then Saint of the Day. Gotcha. Yeah, what do we got coming hey, up? That- you know, it's interesting. I thought I was going to do a single show on the new new evangelization with lay people, and then I did one with the priests. Thought I was done, 
Today I'm going to have our three seminarians that are going to be ordained at the diaconate. And each one of these represent a different group, a different perspective, and have access to different resources. Well, they may not have access to different resources, but they have found different resources um, to help us draw closer. And, you know, and as you're reading Bishop's letter to the faithful about when we can reopen, you know, it's, it's, that doesn't mean we're going to be going full speed ahead. And, and you know, there, there are other things out there. And I quite honestly, I don't know about you, John, but I hope that some of the, the things that have happened during this pandemic, the technology will continue after. Like Bishop does his homily on Sunday at noon. It's a broadcast of just his homily. I'm like, wouldn't that be amazing for that to continue? to always be able to hear from our shepherds. So today I've got um, Reed Flood and Jake Epstein and Brad Roby joining me all to be ordained to the transitional diaconate, talking about their ordination, their journey, what this pandemic has done to their education uh, schedule, as well as how they feel this new evangelization will impact them as new deacons and then as priests. Okay, coming up, 10 o'clock in the morning, 10 o'clock in the evening, full hour, straight talk, Gene Wells, and three uh, soon-to-be deacons. Thanks, Gene. You're welcome. Let's go to your Saint of the Day. This is your Saint of the Day on Iowa Catholic Radio. Today's saints feature in the oldest Eucharistic prayer in the Catholic Church. Saints Marcellinus and Peter today were two martyrs during the persecution of the Emperor Diocletian. Marcellinus was a prominent Roman priest, and Peter was an exorcist in Rome, where both gave their lives to witness to the gospel. Not much is really known about today's saints, except the fact that they were martyrs. And because of that, from the earliest of time, the church has revered them. Because these saints gave a jolt of inspiration and encouragement to the church, they are still also revered, probably daily, in one of the Eucharistic prayer forms during the sacrifice of the Holy Mass. We ask today, as we celebrate Saints Marcellinus and Peter, to pray for us. Amen. Thank you to Stephen C. Reed, attorney at law, for underwriting our Saint of the Day, a family man that knows how important wills and estate planning is. Been in practice for over 30 years. 224-1776. That's 515-224-1776. When we come back, Justin White. He is uh, the Director of Youth and Young Adult Ministry for the Diocese of Des Moines. Getting back to the basics of discipleship as we just celebrated Pentecost. Don't go anywhere. John Lee Nettie in the morning. It's June 2nd. I want to thank Dean Bell for underwriting the show. You know, I had a dream last night of playing basketball with my guys, and that still isn't happening yet. But again, you know, you start to see one foot in front of the other. Things start to open up a little bit more, and you know, that, that five, six extra pounds that I've placed on my hips hopefully can start to dissipate once I start running up and down that court again. Needless to say, Dean's been a good friend of mine now for a few years, and he underwrites this show. He underwrites this show with his uh, residential re-roof business, Dean Bell, Bell Construction. Thank you, Dean, for underwriting the show. Bell Construction, residential re-roofs, light commercial jobs, and all you continue to do to be able to help us here at Iowa Catholic Radio. Your diocesan minute is right now. This is your news for the Diocese of Des Moines for Tuesday, June 2nd. I'm Kelly Mesher-Collins. 
The Emmaus House is offering virtual opportunities to deepen your faith. These include Centering Prayer Group on Wednesdays at noon, Guided Prayerful Meditation on Fridays at noon, and Reflection on Our Experiences at Saturdays at 10 to 11.30 a.m. To learn more, visit theemmaushouse.org. The Diocese of Des Moines is offering resources and the latest news and information during this COVID-19 pandemic. Visit dmdiocese.org slash coronavirus to learn more. That's dmdiocese.org slash coronavirus. The Diocese of Des Moines will be celebrating on Friday, June 12th, as three of our seminarians, Brad Roby, Jake Epstein, and Reed Flood, will be ordained transitional deacons for the Diocese of Des Moines, their last step before ordination to priesthood next year. You can join us as we live stream the entire ordination mass at facebook.com slash dmdiocese. That's facebook.com slash dmdiocese. That's your news for the Diocese of Des Moines. I'm Kelly Mesher-Collins. Need an experienced attorney for legal matters? I know a guy. Stephen C. Reed, attorney at law, is a proud supporter of Iowa Catholic Radio. Steve is a longtime resident of Iowa and is licensed to practice in all Iowa state and federal courts. He has years of experience in real estate law, wills, conservatorships, trusts, and estate planning. Steve's law office phone number is 515-224-1776. That's 515-224-1776. You can enjoy positive and inspiring music to help you through your day on the Iowa Catholic Radio app at iowacatholicradio.com. Support for programming of Catholic Women Now partially provided by Farm Bureau agent Cindy Schulte. Cindy Schulte on the web at cindyschulte.com, 515-226-2111. Cindy and her team know health insurance. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio and Be Not Afraid is provided by Dream Dirt Farm Real Estate and Auction. Dream Dirt's online equipment auction, Farm Bid, is an online auction house for farm machinery. We take your equipment photos and information and create listings for our customers to make it as easy as possible to get started selling machinery online. And each item is advertised individually to get the most exposure. Bidding happens 24-7 at bid.dreamdirt.com. Dream Dirt Farm and Equipment Auction Services. Farm auctions done right. God, you're my deliverer. Thanks for joining me, friends. John Lee and Eddie in the morning right here on Iowa Catholic Radio. Appreciate you being a part of the show today. Thanks to all our underwriters here at Iowa Catholic Radio as well. Golden Rule Plumbing, Heating, and Cooling. You're one of them. Quality. No, not just the customer service, but the commitment to the quality of workmanship and the materials and equipment used is next to none. 1999, 20 years in business, goldenrulephc.com. Thanks again for underwriting the show. That's goldenrulephc.com. Let's go to Justin White, Director of Youth and Young Adult Ministry for the Diocese of Des Moines. Good morning, sir. Good morning, John. Uh, discipleship, Pentecost. I think there's a link. <laughs> there is a link. There is a very strong link. And I'd say uh, the link in particular is the Holy Spirit. And, you know, really, really letting it take us where it will. Yeah. You, you talk about getting back to the basics of the faith, and, and this is what the Holy Spirit always does. is it, it, it sets us on fire to be able to go out and just, I, I don't want to say simply, but simply evangelize. Um, what do you mean by the basics? Well, I think you're, you're on to something also with, with pointing out that the Holy Spirit simplifies in a way, because we tend to overcomplicate, and our, our tendency to overcomplicate, uh, well, frankly, is just kind of a way of dividing even within ourselves. 
right? And we know that the Holy Spirit unifies, it doesn't divide. And when we get into our own heads and start thinking, you know, and start trying to be, you know, um, uh, this kind of overcomplicated Catholic or this overcomplicated disciple of the Lord, we, we get away from so much of what we're supposed to be doing, and it's not necessarily bad things, right? We're oftentimes doing very good things. They're just not really keeping us close to the Lord, right? We, we, we've gotten so divided within ourselves that we're not unified around following the one Lord. Um, so I think, yeah, Pentecost is a really good time, and to say, let's get back to the bare-bones basics uh, of, of discipleship. And I think in particular I've been praying with Matthew 6, uh, where we're shown prayer, fasting, and almsgiving. Mm-hmm. Right? And, and you look at that and you're like, that's, in a lot of ways, there's, there's the full package, right? That's, I mean, he, he gives us very clear descriptors in Matthew 6 of if each of those and examples. You know what? Maybe, maybe we need to be working on that. And frankly, I think coming right off of Lent into a tumultuous, to say the least, Easter season is a good time to say, you know what? We had all that prayer, fasting, and almsgiving during Lent. A, this, is a, this is a good time to remind the world that prayer, fasting, and almsgiving is what we need to be centered around in a lot of ways. Yeah, I never thought that I would use the word tumultuous and Easter season in the same sentence, but uh, (laughs) I think you're right with everything that we faced uh, during this Easter season. But yeah, I I like that. The the basics of discipleship here, Matthew 6, as you say, prayer, fasting, almsgiving. So one, we pray, because without prayer, um, you know, it's not going to happen. Without prayer, there's no love of of God, uh, and that means essentially that we're just uh, clashing gongs, as St. Paul reminds us. So we deepen our love, we're inspired, we invite the Holy Spirit into our life. From there, of course, we detach ourselves from all the things that are getting in the way of that uh, and of our relationship with God. So that's fasting. And then from there, we attach ourselves to the people in need and those that are are out in our communities and societies. I mean, this is kind of the wheel of discipleship here, prayer, fasting, almsgiving. And if we do that, you're saying we get back to the basics here, we can start to see changes happen. I mean, I... I say it only because the Lord seems to say it, right? I, I, don't, I don't claim to have any sort of particular wisdom here, but yeah, I think that... I'm quoting you here, Justin. You're quoting me. All right, yeah, sure, I'll, I'll go ahead and I'll, I'll own this one, sure. Uh, yeah, no, I, I think you're absolutely right. And, and in, my, in my experience, which is so strange, when I really am, you know, on fire about, you know, here's how we need to change things, and, you know, here's what I need to do in my life to be a better disciple and all this, Somehow, and I don't think I'm alone in this, somehow prayer is the first to go. Mm. Like, when I look back at my daily schedule, and I'm like, wow, I was really busy today, and all good things, but somehow I didn't carve out time to just sit in the Lord's presence and, and hear Him, right, and to develop that relationship with Him from which all of the rest of this comes. And I think there's something real pernicious about that, and I think that's another way in which the devil preys on us by overcomplicating us by going, wow, you know, you want to be a disciple of actual God, right? Well, he was a long time ago. You better think hard about this. You better you better add some layers to this. This isn't some, you know, simple task. But then we look at the lives of the saints. They are simple people, yeah. right? And, and that could be construed in a negative way. But they live lives of simplicity, right, in that they are focused on one thing, right? Blessed, is the pure, blessed are the pure of heart. And I think there's something there that is very... Uh, 
very similar. Yeah, I think the devil can also pat us on the back. You know, I mean, you're doing a great job. Look at all the things that you're doing, yeah, right? all the people you're helping. You know, stay away from that prayer stuff. That's just going to get in the way of it, or you just don't have time right. for it. You know, this you was, don't have time for that. Yep. This was something that Mother Teresa battled, and I, I've shared this on the show before. But you know, there was a woman once that scolded her. She wrote for praying for four hours, up to four hours every morning. And, and she just, this woman couldn't understand of how many more people, mother and her sisters, could go out and help on the streets if they would just maybe cut that time even in half. And mother kindly explained to her that she wouldn't be able to help anyone if it wasn't for that time. So you see in, in prayer, and so you see for mother, Teresa, it was the fuel to the tank. That's what prayer was. Without the fuel, the, the engine doesn't start. And that's what we have to get back to in our faith. Right. Absolutely. And, and in, a, in a similar way, you know, it, it starts it. And I think that's important to, to see. And at the risk of almost leaning into overcomplicating it, right, we've got to maintain that tension, I suppose. Um, right. Mother shows she can spend four hours in prayer simply focused, you know, with her face pointed directly at the Lord, but that leads her somewhere, right? It leads her directly to modes of fasting and almsgiving for the other, you know, whatever of the other 20 hours of her day were spent awake, right? She was focused on movement, right? And not in a way that overcomplicated or, or superseded or did away with her time in prayer, but was focused on carrying it out, right? Because I think you're right. Yeah, there's that, that, it's that, you know, if I didn't pray this long, I wouldn't help anybody. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well... We have, to, we have to move to that next step. And that's where so much of the fasting and almsgiving comes in. Now, uh, fasting. I am notoriously just horrendous at fasting. i just not great. I'm a miserable faster. I do it, um, but I, I don't do it always the best. And um, what would you suggest for a guy like me? To focus on, I, I would say, rather than immediately jumping to kind of what we oftentimes stereotypically think we're called to fast, you know, like, okay, I'm... I'm supposed to give up, you know, candy or something along those lines. I think it needs to be a direct result of our time in prayer, right? Our time in prayer needs to be, Lord, what is keeping me from you? And it's usually not M&Ms, right? Like, it, it's typically not there. There's typically something more, um, I mean, unless someone has a really unhealthy relationship with M&Ms, I suppose that could keep them from the Lord. But with whatever the obstacle is that you mentioned earlier, we need to detach ourselves. It's not always food, which is typically, at least it seems in my experience, the first kind of um, uh, 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 thing we go to when we think about fasting. But, okay, what's in the way, and how do I go about, even maybe slowly at first, phasing that out, right? It's, it's how do I, with the Lord's help, move this to the side? And it doesn't always mean we get rid of it entirely in our lives, right? Fasting is sometimes just about diminishing something so that you're no longer so attached to it. And I think if we recall that this is all the fruit of prayer and not something we're trying to do on our own, but rather with the grace of God, hopefully that gets a little easier. I mean, it has for me. Like, that's always been kind of the thing for me. When I get kind of angry or cranky because I'm dealing with not having my way because I've chosen to give it up through fasting, I'm like, well, you know, I'm, I'm only able to pull myself back and be a better person and not, you know, an annoying person because of it. I'm like, listen this is part of my discipleship right now. This is for love of the Lord. I have to keep my mind focused there. Yeah, 
I think that's exactly it, ma'am. Stay focused. And of course, what that does is it calls us out of ourselves. Uh, once we detach exactly. ourselves in fasting and prayer, and uh, we start to see the needs of others and, and go to uh, there, which is our call as disciples. Justin White, Director of Youth and Young Adult Ministry for the Diocese of Des Moines. Anything in the fall? Any conferences that you're planning? Or, or are we still kind of just holding out here? We've got some ideas, not not to the point where I quite want to say anything on the radio about them, but we're we're monitoring the whole situation closely. Going, right. what what can we pull off? What could we, you know, what plans could we keep in place, and and what might we need to alter or change? But we're keeping an eye on it. I promise. All right, Justin White, talk to you soon, brother. Absolutely. Bye. All right. Uh, that puts this show in the books, friends. Thanks so much for joining me today, boy. We went through this uh, slate quick. This was a quick show. Deacon Tony, would you give us your blessing this morning? Heavenly Father, protector of all who hope in you, bless your people, keep them safe, defend them, prepare them, that free from sin and safe from the enemy, they may persevere always in your love. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Amen. I am John Leonetti, friends. Be confident in Christ's mercy and his love today. Like a tree planted by the water, we never will run dry. So living water flowing through, God, we thirst for more of you. Fill our hearts and flood our souls with one desire. Just to know you and to make you known. Construction, Five Sons Naturescapes, and Blessman International.